Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Build to Heal Teas. With our inspirational teas, you're sure to find something that will inspire you. Just go to dealtoheelteas.myshopify.com. That's Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. That's Deal to Heal Teas at dealtoheelteas.myshopify.com. Hey guys, this is Ernest James, host of the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I got a question to ask you. Could you buy me a cheeseburger? Better yet, could you buy me a value meal? Yes? Well, guess what? I don't need a value meal. However, for the cost of a value meal, you can support this podcast to keep us on the air. Just go to Patreon slash Deal to Heal podcast and choose any one of the three tiers that's available. And if you just want to make a one-time donation, go to Cash App. And make a donation to dollar sign E James, the number 418. Make a one time donation to the Cash App, or again, go to Patreon to support this podcast and keep us on the air. Thanks in advance. Be blessed. Welcome to Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast. On this podcast, my guest and I will discuss topics and ways to help us to heal in every area of our lives. I believe that everyone can live a life that is happy, healthy, and whole. So I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I am your host, Ernest James, and I believe that everyone can and should live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, to heal, and to fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. Thank you guys once again for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. If you haven't already, make sure that you Listen, like, subscribe, and share to the podcast on all of our social media outlets. Um, definitely on our YouTube page. Definitely want to get those numbers up um, on YouTube, but also on our uh, Facebook page, all of our social media uh, outlets for that matter. Um, make sure you guys are liking and sharing. Yeah, don't keep it to yourself. Share with someone else, right? You know, uh, of course, we got some good stuff. Uh, we bring some good stuff to you or you wouldn't be listening, right? So since we know you're listening, you know you love it. I shared somebody else. Don't be selfish. Don't be selfish. Share, share the love. Share the information. Uh, also, guys, I'm going to tell you how you can win $100 from the podcast. Um, and it don't cost you anything. Uh, but you got to stay until the end, listening to the end to get that information. So just hold on. Right? So um, our next segment that we started is our product of the week. That's our product of the week. So listen up. Our product of the week this week is one of our inspirational teas, and this one says, "Health is wealth." Right? This is our health is wealth tea. I'll let you look at it a little bit. <laughs> For those of you all that's on uh, 
on uh, YouTube, you'll be able to see it. For those of y'all that's not on YouTube, uh, go to YouTube and check it out, right? But it's our our health is wealth um, inspirational tea because definitely health is our greatest wealth that we can have um, because money means nothing if you, you know, ain't got your health to enjoy it, right? Uh, but speaking of wealth today, we will be talking about wealth because we will be talking about financial literacy uh, definitely for, for all of us, not just for, um, you know, for teens, my guest definitely, uh, talks about, so talks about financial literacy for teens, but it just doesn't affect teens. It definitely affects all of us. Um, but if we get able to get this information at a young age, it definitely can change the outlook of our families. Um, also, uh, our websites is out our new websites. We definitely, uh, check us our company website at dealhealfulfill.org. That's dealhealfulfill.org. Check out our, our company website and uh, ebooks by ejames.com, where our ebooks are. Definitely, you heard me talk about it before. There's three ebooks that's available uh, from Males to Men, which is a male mentoring ebook, um, uh, the core four, which is the core four values every daughter should get from her father. Uh, ebook is available and also also forgiving me the four steps to self-forgiveness all of those are available at ebooks by ejames.com so make sure you guys check that out um yeah that i think that's good we'll talk about some other stuff a little later so today just like any other day we are blessed with a guest mr philip how are you doing hey how you doing brother i'm good I'm good. I'm good. I didn't want to mess up your first name, so that's why I went by the last name. <laughs> Pronounce your first name for me so I can get it right. Oh, it's Kerwin. Kerwin. Okay. I thought that's what it was, but I didn't want to take a chance on it. <laughs> <I got you. laughs> so first of all, let me say thank you for being here, man. I, I definitely appreciate it. And I know you could be doing anything else, but you took out the time to be here with me and my listeners. So I want you to know up front, I definitely appreciate it. Um, so we're going to jump right in it. One of the things that I know, uh, Kerwin, uh, from a previous uh, conversation is that you are a girl dad. So yes, when I have a girl dad on first two courses out the gate, what does it mean to you to be a girl dad? And what is something your daughter or daughter or daughters have taught you? Oh, man. So um, I'd say, uh, what does it mean? You know, it means a lot. You know I mean, I only have one daughter and you know, I have two sons, one daughter. You know, so, um, you know, we spend a lot of time together. You know, she's always, you know, trying to pick my brain for stuff and asking a lot of questions, you know, so, so it means a lot. It means a lot. You know, we've, we've got a good bond, a good relationship, you know, so um, just being able to pour into her and just the different questions that she asks me, you know, just uh, know that she's really on top of things and really trying to get to that next level. And um, I would say something that she's taught me is uh, patience. You know, it takes a lot of patience to, uh, you know, to, to, you know, work with my daughter and, you know, raise her and just love her and stuff like that. So I'd say, you know, just the, the, the art of patience and uh, being able to, uh, you know, because she, she's like, she's like me in a lot of ways. So it's like dealing with myself oftentimes. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yep. okay, you know. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. That's exactly, uh, I always say now, I get to say now. My baby's not a baby no more. Uh, uh -huh. Actually, by the time this comes out, she would she would have made twenty. So, okay. 
<laughs> she'll be 20 years old by the time this airs. Um, but yeah, so my baby's not a baby no more. Uh, she's my only biological child. Uh, I have four uh, bonus sons, my stepsons, and but now I'm a grandfather to two granddaughters. You know, so that's a whole other aspect. Thank you. That's a whole other aspect of of, of uh, fatherhood and and, and being a girl dad. To be a, right. a girl granddad, oh, that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> <laughs> you get all the glory with none of the trouble, right? <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's you can right. send them home like they start acting up or whatever. Like, I ain't go to your dad, you know. Right. <laughs> so definitely. Um, so man, let's let's uh jump right in. Uh let's go, let's go. Matter of fact, let me let me start here because I, I should have did this first. But do me a favor, uh, introduce yourself to my audience. And let us know exactly who you are and what it is that you do. Oh, man. So uh, my name is Kerwin Phillip. Uh, I'm a finance literacy uh, advocate. Uh, you know, I'm an author, podcast host, uh, nonprofit leader. You know, just basically I, I work around children, like trying to uh, empower youth, um, get them to the next level, give them information that I wish I had when I was their age. Um, you know, speak about finance literacy, entrepreneurship. Just different levels of success that I think young people need nowadays. Okay, okay. So, so do me a, do me a favor. Let's let's go back a little bit, right? So, okay. before you were uh, this version of yourself, you know, and and I because there's always a story behind the story, right? Right. You know, uh, and everything that we approach, uh, every problem that we approach, every situation where we coach on, generally it it touched us in some part of our life. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And so take me back before, you know, uh, before you were this version of yourself, you know, right. tell me a little bit about your upbringing and your own uh, experiences that brought you to the point. It was like, all right, I'm into this fin fin financial literacy stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what kind of brought you to that point that it was like, all right, due to my own experience, now I'm going to teach it, you know, to the next generation. Yeah. So, um, you know, born and raised in, in Brooklyn, New York. I'm in a Brownsville section, uh, two-parent household. Um, I was a person, I always tell people, like, I hung out on the block, but I wasn't in the streets, mm -hmm. you know. Um, you know, you know, guys outside. But, you know, at the time when I was coming up, you know, it was a sense of community, right? The older guys in the neighborhood always looked out for two groups, the elders and the youth, right? And that's something that's always been instilled with me throughout. No matter what the guys were doing out in the street, they made sure the kids were straight, and the elders were respected, you know. So that's the era in which I came up in, which you know, kind of is still is still within me now. Um, you know, early adult years, you know, thought I had it all figured out. Um, parents trying to provide certain guidance that I didn't listen to. Um, then I found myself getting into some, you know, financial struggles. You know, then it took me years to get out of. And as I got older, and I was able to figure certain things out. I said, you know what? I want to be able to give young people the information I wish I had or wish I listened to, you know, at that point in time, that way I wouldn't have had the same issues that I had in my early adult years. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I and, and I wanted to have you on for, for uh, two reasons. Number one, because I think financial literacy is definitely something we need to have, you know, on a broad, uh, you know, stage across the board. You know, like right. I said, not just necessarily with the youth, but also with some of us who are are older, who still don't have, you know, the the knowledge of, of how to handle our finances. You know, uh, even in my own life with people that I've met, 
you know, same same age as me. I'm 46, and, and I know people that are still struggling right now how to just balance their households. You know what I mean? Just just from you know overspending or you know things like that. You know, which are are simple things to fix once you understand it. You know, but if you don't have that, if you weren't raised with it, and you don't seek out the knowledge, or just happen to come across someone who's willing to you know teach you about it, then you don't know. And the unfortunate part about that is you can't teach your kids what you don't know. You know exactly. what I mean? And so even with, with my parents, um, there there were definitely some financial literacy. Um, mm -hmm. um, you know, my parents at, at one point was doing very well. Uh, you know, we had the nice house and the cars and the campers and all of that. Um, but I think even then it was still some... Uh, I think it still was some some information that was missing, uh, maybe in the, in the investments, you know, knowing about investments and things like that, because it was a, a season when my dad lost his job and we ended up losing everything. You know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, but even with that, like I said, it was, so my parents knew some things, but it still was some other things missing, because even myself, when I got older and I found out about uh, adding uh, my daughter on my credit card as an authorized user, which would give her my credit history. You know, so when my daughter started off, when she turned 18, I put her on my credit. So now she starts off with, you know, A1 credit, you know, right. but my mom always had good credit, but she didn't know about that. You know what I mean? To be able to do that, to be able to, you know, give us that upper hand when we got started. So it's just a whole, right. whole different thing. So when you're, when you're talking about, you know, just that mindset of, you know, teaching financial literacy, you know, to the to the kids. Why do you think that's that's so important that they know? Oh, uh, like like you know, like you say, um, the earlier you get this information, the you know, the the earlier you're able to start applying it, you know, and it start making sense to you, right? So let's say like with my like with my kids, um, I teach them different things as they were coming up, you know, as teenagers, you know, saving money, putting stuff to the side. Um, not learning the difference between wants and needs, right? You know, the earlier you start practicing and start becoming aware of this information, then when you, you know, you become an adult and you, you get your real job and you have real bills, then you've already practiced a lot mm -hmm. of the principles and you have a better chance of being able to take advantage of different things that are around you, as opposed to not knowing, like myself, just, you know, doing crazy stuff that I shouldn't have done you know, because I didn't know any better, you know, just um, applying for credit cards, you know, getting credit early, not really making, you know, um, proper judgment, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, like buying my first car and getting in over my head and just, you know, again, applying for credit and realizing that you have to pay that stuff back sometime, right. you know, <laughs> and it really messes you, messes you up if you're unaware. But if we're able to get our kids this information earlier on, then again, they have time to apply to really digest it. And then they have a better chance when they become early adults. Yeah. And I, and I think that kind of uh, leads sort of into the, the next phase of it, you know, uh, which is entrepreneurship, you know, yeah. and which is one of the things that you touch on. Um, and also that, you know, like I said, in, in my experience, that played a part too, because when my parents lost everything, we kind of got into this this uh, world of, of entrepreneurship, right? right. Uh, my mom became the candy lady, 
right? And, and so she started selling candy. And then so much so we had a van that sort of looked like the 18 van, you know, okay. uh, I'm dating myself, but she set it up like the whole store was set up in the inside of the van and she has okay. shelves and everything. And so we would go drive through our neighborhood and, and sell candy, you know, to the kids, like the ice cream truck, you know? Mm -hmm. And then my dad, who was a mechanic already, started working out of his garage as a mechanic, you know? And so that was what we did. And that's what they started doing. And then as we got a little older, I don't know if you've ever been, uh, so I'm in, in Chicagoland area. So grew up in Chicago. So um, it's still the same now in, in some cases, but when you're coming off the expressways, you know, and uh, off the expressway ramp, and then there's people that's there that's selling like t-shirts and, and, you know, things like that. So we started doing that. Our parents started, started us off doing that. Um, as youngsters. So my brothers and I, we out there uh, started out selling peanuts, uh, bags of peanuts, and then we started selling t-shirts and then uh, ceramic statues and, and all of these things right off the side of this restaurant, you know, in the city of Chicago. And right. so that kind of entered us into this world of, of entrepreneurship and knowing what it means to, you know, this is what you start with. This is profit. This is, you know, uh, you got to re-up after you sell, you know, all of that stuff. So we started to learn all of that, you know, at a, at an early age. Um, but definitely still was some some things that was missing, you know, again, because my parents only knew so much, you know. And so had they known, you know, a little bit more about entrepreneurship, you know, we could have went into probably even started a, a family business. Like I said, with my dad working out of his garage and actually start a garage and, you know, things like that. Um, but I think some of that information was was unknown to us or to them at that time. So they couldn't teach us what they didn't know. Um, but one of the things that you do is talk to youth about entrepreneurship and, and, and open yeah. that door. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, uh, number one, what you teach as far as, you know, opening up that door and, 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 and introducing the youngsters to, entrepreneurship and what that is and what that means but then even take it a what you've done to take it a step further was then give them to op the opportunity to showcase you know right. their their entrepreneurship so tell us a little bit about that yes yeah, so i'm a co-founder of, of a nonprofit organization called the youth business exchange here in richmond virginia where we uh, teach promote and market our youth entrepreneurship uh we partner with a local organization called the metropolitan business league uh, which is a, a organization that supports uh, minority businesses. And they have a youth division as well, uh, the MBL Junior. And they provide workshops um, that teach young people about entrepreneurship, the ins and outs. And then our nonprofit steps in and hosts events. Like one of the big events we host every year is the uh, Richmond Children's Business Fair, which is the annual event uh, where young people between the ages of five and 17, young entrepreneurs, have the opportunity to promote their products and services to the general public. It's a public marketplace. Um, the, this is our six, you know, we've been doing it for about six years. Um, the first year we had about 30 kids participate, uh, but most recently we have over 80 uh, young people. Mm. Uh, and they come with a wide range of businesses from jewelry, baked goods, uh, lemonade, uh, costume designs, you know, all kinds of stuff, you know. And it's important to get these young people started early with these, um, with entrepreneurship, because they learn so many different skills. That's gonna that's gonna hold on to, that they will hold on to as they become adults as well, right? You think about you know you you as an entrepreneur, you think about doing sales, you know the rejection, overcoming rejection, 
mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, going for the nose to eventually get to a yes. Yep. Right. You know, communication skills, you know, the financial literacy aspect, marketing, um, just overall social or knowing that, you know, everybody's not going to buy from you, but you just can't, you know, get upset if they don't buy this, take it. It's okay. Well, again, they're not a customer of mine. Now I need to get ready for the next person, mm-hmm. you know? So you got to take that law, learning how to overcome laws, right? You know, overcome those no's. And some people can't, you have some adults who can't overcome that. But if kids, you know, learn that early, they'll become so much, so, so much more successful when they become adults. Man, so so I, I know that, man, so that, number one, that's that's amazing. Definitely that you guys have hit the fact that you got over 80 young kids, yeah. you know, that I think that's just amazing right there within itself. But I'm sure that there is, is you know, with you being there from the beginning, like when you first meeting these kids and start pouring into them and then to the get to the point where they're able to now, you know, present their idea and present their, you know, their business, you know, to the world. I, I'm, I know there's a transformation there. So talk to me a little bit about just that empowerment that it gives, a, you know, a youngster who you might meet you know, when they, when you first meet them that, you know, may even be shy or whatever. And just like, I don't know, but then you start pouring into them and see that change of, 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 you know, of pride when it comes to, this is what I built and to be able to present it. So tell us a little bit about that, just that empowerment that it gives the youth with having this, this uh, opportunity. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. We have like, we have like several kids that's been with us since, since the first uh, business fair and we, and to see them grow, over the years, like they start with one product and then, you know, as their mindset shifts and their interests change, so does their business ideas change, you know? And as you said, there's certain kids that come in, like the first year that came in, they were so shy and timid and, you know, and was kind of scared to communicate. But then as years progress, they get that practice in year after year. And now you can't get them to be quiet. They just, they just you know, they stand so confident as they talk about their business, you know? And they, again, and they pursue other interests as well, you know. So they they don't just stay in, in that one in one bracket. And also the, the testimonies we get from the parents, saying, "Wow, you know, my child was you know, you know, so sheltered and timid when we first started, but now they're, you know, they're doing this business. Now they have other things that they're doing as well, and they see it. Um, they see their academics uh, performance in, increase as well because now they have that confidence mm-hmm. that they can excel. That they find something they're good at." You know, yeah. and the interaction with their peers is totally different. So it impacts the kids so many different ways, you know, that, you know, um, it's remarkable to see as, as they grow and they mature. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's amazing because I know when, when my daughter turned 18, um, mm-hmm. she was still in high school at the time, but she was really into uh, photography and, and audio, audio video, you know. Mm-hmm. So I talked to her about, you know, starting her own company. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I did for her for her 19th, uh, birthday was to go get her LLC started, you know, right. uh, for, for her business. I'm like, you know, when you're ready, you already got, it's already started, you know, it's just mm-hmm. a matter of you, you know, putting the work in to take it to that next level. Um, right. but again, like you said, also their interests change, you know what I mean? Yep. So now she's like, okay, I still want to do it, but I think I want to go to college and, and you're like, all right, well go to college and, you know, get that experience. And, and if you still, you know, want to come back to it, it's always here. You know what I mean? And so now she's exploring her, uh, this, this, her first year, 
of being away for college. She was already in college, but now this is mm -hmm. her first year actually being on a dorm and experiencing that whole thing. And so, yeah, so they their their interests changed, but I, that foundation is there now. You know what oh, yeah. I mean? That foundation yeah. is there, the understanding is there, and they always know that opportunity is there. You know, mm -hmm. and even with the podcast with me, I did a couple of podcasts uh, and I took her with me where I was a guest, you know, and mm -hmm. I took her with me to the podcast studio. And so she was able to sit in and see that, you know, see the ins and out of that. And she even, you know, expressed interest with, you know, starting her own podcast. And I'm like, hey, mm -hmm. whenever you're ready, you know, we can we can do it. So definitely excited just as a father to place that, you know, before her as an option, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it was something that, that I had to learn myself. Um, so yeah, I, I, one of the other things that you do, uh, two other things that's, that's kind of connected, um, <laughs> right. is you also have a podcast, yes. but before the podcast, there was a book, right. Yes. Which kind of started this whole, this whole movement, you know, that we're on right now. So tell us a little bit, first of all, tell us a little bit of, even about the story that led you to say, okay, I'm gonna write this book. Then right. number two, the process of writing, cause I'll share with you right now. Uh, I got the three ebooks, and, and I'm ashamed to say this because I keep saying it. I've been working on this, my first hardcover book, and I, I still ain't finished it yet. So I know that process is something within itself. Um, yeah. So tell me, number one, about the idea that right. led you to want to start the book, number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, that process of getting it started. And then number three, how that even led to, to you doing the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So um you know i was doing workshops with young people originally i started out doing uh hip-hop history workshops um with young people right you know right now we're looking at the 50th year 50th anniversary of hip-hop um and i was you know i saw young people you know they talk about the current artists and i'm being a hip-hop head i always want to talk about when i was coming mm -hmm. up you know and when we look at the history of hip-hop you know um these pioneers we speak about cool herc flash bambada curtis blow they were teenagers at the time in the early 70s when they were developing this thing. And from the mind of teenagers grew this multi-billion dollar industry, right? Mm. So if we let young people know that, okay, well, this thing that you see now came from 12, 13, 14 year old kids being mm. creative. Now, right. what can y'all do now, right? So doing the hip hop history workshops and the, I used to call them the youth empowerment workshops, it kind of evolved if you get into like financial literacy and interviewing skills. So with me doing like some of the financial literacy stuff I was doing with the young people, I was using other people's books, like The Richest Man in Babylon, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and a few others. And I found that the young people really couldn't connect with the content, right? They were, they were, they were losing interest in the books because they couldn't relate to the characters. So I said, how can I take the same information, this financial literacy information, package it in a way that our young people will want to read it? And that's what gave birth to the book, Malik's First Job, Financial Principles for Teens, right? The book is about a young man, you know, in the, in the city, going on his first job interview at a sneaker store. We know our kids are in the sneakers, right? Mm -hmm. um, and after he gets the job, he sits down with his father, learn how to manage his money, you know? And again, I wanted to write the book in a way that the kids can relate to like it's written in a certain slang you know it's not all rigid and structured it's in a way that okay when they read the, the characters speaking it's like wait we speak like that you know it's terms that they can understand that way they can get past that barrier and really digest the information right 
so that's what really uh, gave birth to me writing the book. Now the process to write the book, you know, it took me about like uh, about three years to finish it. <laughs> yeah, to finish it. Like you know, I sat down. Right. <laughs> you know, I sat initially and I kind of wrote down. You know, I had the idea of you know what I wanted to cover, but I think that the uh, what took the most time was to write the dialogue in the book and the different scenarios within the book as well. And that's what really took the time. And then I really kind of had to push myself to get it done. And I finally did it, you know, um, got someone to help me with the editing and with me getting it on to, um, onto Amazon and the different, uh, uh, publishing platforms for, for self-published or self-published authors, you know, went through that whole process and, you know, put the book out. Yeah. Yeah. And so eventually, you know, the book led to you doing the podcast. So tell us a little yeah. bit about the podcast. Yeah. So, um, you know, after the book came out, I was, you know, promoting it to different people, friends and family. And then several people came to me and said, okay, why don't you do a podcast to help promote the book? Now, initially I was like, no, I don't want to do a podcast. I'm not, you know, that's not my thing. But then as time progressed, I thought about it and I came across, uh, I met David Shands, um, mm-hmm. you know, went through his program about, you know, launched the podcast challenge. And I said, you know what, I'm gonna go and take a stab at it. You know, and I went ahead and launched it and I did the Malik's first job podcast where we speak about leadership, entrepreneurship and finance literacy for parents and teens, you know, and just have different guests that cover those topics. Um, and again, this, you know, uh, it's another avenue for me to help reach people and teach information beyond the book, right? Because there's going to be other books within this series that cover not just financial literacy, but also leadership and entrepreneurship. So it's going to grow, you know, as the brand grows as well. Okay, okay. Definitely uh, want to shout out to uh, to David Shands. Um, oh, yeah. That's where I got my start, too, with the, with the podcast, with the information of the ins and outs on how to actually build a podcast. Uh, I, yeah. I took the lunch your podcast challenge uh, twice. Um, okay. And the second time I took it just number one for the community, you know, because yeah. it definitely was uh, enough information for me to get started and, and to get into this field. Um, yeah. But I wanted to do it the second time around just because I enjoyed the first time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I did yeah. it twice. Uh, so definitely want to shout out to uh, David Shans. Um, don't get paid to to promote him, but I definitely do because I, I oh, yeah. appreciate him. And uh, he also has a uh, podcast course now where you can take the online course and, and teach you how to, you know, build your podcast and, and monetize and all those things. So I definitely want to shout out to David. Um, so how long how long has your has you been uh, have you been doing a podcast? Oh man, I started out uh, January of last year, um, and I'm about you know they say that the Average podcast person last was less than ten episodes. Yeah, six. It's six. Yep. It's six, a, six episodes. episodes. Right, so I just published my forty, my fortieth episode. Okay. Uh, okay. Last week. You know, had some breaks in between, you know, because you know, like life happens. Right, right. Right. But you know, but I stayed the course, and like I said, we're still going. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, congrats, congrats. Uh, yeah. uh Definitely, I, I hit. Um, uh, that year mark, uh, 52 episodes, not too long ago. Um, by the time this was, this would come out, uh, I'll be in my third season. Uh, this will be the the 92nd episode. So we can get close to a hundred 
getting close to 100 okay. episodes, you know. Uh, so I definitely know the journey, man, and, and definitely uh, appreciate it. Um, you know, being in this space, it, it opens so many doors, you know, yeah. even with entrepreneurship itself. And, and like you said, by even starting a, a podcast, which, which a lot of things, people, one of the things people don't know is that definitely is the way to, you know, promote your own your own products and things like that. You know, it, it kind of yeah. like one hand washes the other. So you start with the book and then you do the podcast and the podcast promotes the book, you know, and then the, the book is, you know, supports the podcast on the, on the back right. end, you know. So definitely uh, podcasting is, is outside of just being a, a great medium by itself. You know, mm -hmm. when it comes to business, it definitely is an asset you know, to whatever you got going on, uh, whether you are, uh, host your own podcast or whether you're a guest, you know, and to get in front of different audiences. So uh, we always looking for uh, sponsors, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and for people that want to get on and, and uh, promote their, their things here, um, as long as it's in the, in the area that's going to bring some help and some healing, you know, to my audience, which is what we're all about. So as long as the, uh, the missions align, you know, definitely, uh, uh love extending my platform to be able to you know be that opportunity for somebody who needs it so man um definitely definitely uh man i'm I'm glad to have you on glad that you 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 came on because again you know this this financial literacy like i said if we swing a little bit into the adults we talked a lot of it a lot about the the kids you know mm -hmm. but just in the lives of, of adults, because I'm sure even some of the children that you come that you are teaching these things to, you know, in turn have to teach some of them to their parents because their parents right. don't even know. You know, like I said, with, with my experience, my parents didn't know a lot, but mm -hmm. knowing what I know now, it was a lot of stuff that they didn't know, you know, uh, that had they had known, you know, like I said, at that time when my dad was working out of his garage, that he could have took that opportunity to actually build a garage as a as a business, you know, um, because he did that for for years. I mean, he had, he had grew up being a mechanic anyway. He was a jet mechanic in the in the service, you know what I mean. So definitely had the the credibility, you know, and the knowledge and the know how to uh, to do it. But maybe I don't think was necessarily exposed to the the fullness. Of, of entrepreneurship and, and financial literacy. So even when you're talking to some of the some of the parents, I'm sure you have parents that's probably be asking mm -hmm. you questions like, "Well, how do you do this and how do you do that?" So what is some of your experience, even just talking to the parents? Man, it's so funny because uh, I have parents who purchased the book, and they say, "Yeah, I bought this for my child, but you know, I I, I had to read it myself because it's information mm -hmm. I didn't know. You know, they didn't know about paying themselves first. They didn't know about you know investing and you know, putting money to the side and the uh, interest rate that you get from a bank versus, you know, uh, other means of, of trying to multiply your money. Um, so it's, it's just some of the feedback, you know, you get from the parents is amazing. That, you know, that even though my audience, my initial audience was children, but I also see them helping adults as well, because, you know, it's a blessing, right? Yeah. And it's again, and, and the way it's written is written, you know, uh, in a simple way, Right. So it's not too complex. So the parents are like, hey, I can understand this. It's not all those complex terms and the terminologies and, the, you know, the intimidating, uh, how it comes across intimidating. They say this is digestible and I can understand it. So you know, people like things simple anyway. 
right? Yeah. When you try to overcomplicate it, you just kind of lose people after a while anyway, so. Yeah, yeah. And, and I definitely, I, like I said, I appreciate it um, because just knowing my own story and had I known mm -hmm. and had my parents known um, some of the stuff that you teach, you know, in your book and through your programs, it definitely could have changed things around for my family quicker. I mean, we, we definitely right. put the work into, you know, my dad and my mom to, to get us to where we are now. But had we had that information, that turnaround would have been quicker. And even with right. my own self, with the businesses and things that I have, you know, had I known the information I know now earlier, even yeah. that would have got started quicker. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it could have been a different uh, experience and a different conversation of me even having the conversation with my daughter about business. You know, um, man, she, she could have started something at 14, 15, you know, instead of, you know, uh, waiting till she finished college and things like that. So just the opportunities that it brings, that information in general yeah. brings, you know, and then, but then that also the outlook and the effect that it has especially the, the effect that financial literacy has on a family from one generation to generation is just amazing when you have the know-how and you have the wisdom and the knowledge of, of what it means to build it, what it means yeah. to manage it, you know, what it means to, to pass it on to the next generation, you know, yeah. bring, building that legacy and bringing those, building those opportunities for them to be able to go to college, you know, and things like that, that usually they probably would have taken a loan out of, loan out yeah. for but if we get the knowledge early enough and we put systems in place that we yeah. can be paying for generation and generation you know uh that we may never even meet you know what i mean but yeah. be able to set them up uh in ways that we you know better ways we can't even imagine so yeah man i i definitely uh i appreciate you man i appreciate you for for all that you do and, and everything um i want you to have the last word right i want you to have the last word and definitely lead us Leave us with a word of uh, wisdom, inspiration, however you fit, see fit, you know, see fit to share, and uh, definitely share your social media outlet information and the podcast information. Um, so I'll give you a second to to think about that, uh, how you want to leave us. Um, to my audience, man, thank you guys once again for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E James podcast. And uh, I told you guys at the top of the episode that I would tell you how you can win $100 from the podcast. And you can win $100 from the podcast by uh, joining our, entering our super subscriber contest. So what does that mean? That means you must subscribe to our YouTube channel, our Facebook page, and our uh, podcast on Spotify. And after you've done those three things, you text the word WIN, W-I-N, to the number 866-326-0730. Uh, to qualify to win $100. So the contest is ongoing, so it never stops, and it's random. So at any time on any day, I can pull a name, and you can win $100 just like that, right? And don't cost you anything. And it's to do something that you're doing anyway, which is listening to the podcast. So again, you can win $100 from the podcast by entering our super subscriber contest, which you must subscribe to our YouTube channel, our Facebook page, and our uh, podcast on Spotify. Then text the word WIN, W-I-N, to the number 866-326-0730. So, Mr. Phillip, again, let me say Mr. thank you so very much uh, for being here, for sharing your wisdom, your knowledge um, with us and with my listeners. I definitely appreciate you, and I'll let you have the last word. So the floor is yours. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. So 
as you said, uh, oftentimes people often say that I wish I had the information when I was younger, right? And we as adults, we can't change what happened in the past, right? But what we can do is take the information that we learned from our experience in the past and pour that wisdom into our children. And that way they can have a better future than, you know, what, than the past in which we had, right? And that's how we create a legacy, right? We, 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 we push the culture forward by pouring into our young people. And it's very important for us to do that. We can't be selfish. We can't just hold on to the information that we have. We went through what we went through for a reason, right? You know, we hear Jay-Z say in one of his songs, you know, Hove did that. So hopefully you wouldn't have to go through that, right? Mm -hmm. So the struggles that we've gone through, we use that as a lesson to teach our children. Because oftentimes when we deal with our children, we're looking at ourselves, yeah. right? So... It's like teaching, like I mentioned earlier, when I look at my daughter, I see myself oftentimes. So I got to teach myself so that when, as she moves forward and my other kids, as they all move forward, that they won't uh, slip over the same uh, banana peels or whatever, or the hurdles that we, that I had to go through, they'll have a better advantage of either going around it or jumping a little bit higher over it. So they don't stumble over those different things. Right, so don't hesitate to pour into your children. And if you don't even have your own children, we're a village. Mm -hmm. Pour into other kids that's outside your immediate circle because they all need it. We, they all need it. Right, right. And where can they uh, find you, your, your social media uh, outlets and things like that? Yeah, so I'm on you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Just look up, you know, Kerwin Phillip. Um, my website, you know, uh, MalikFirstJob.com. My podcast is on uh, spot. It's on all podcast platforms. You look up the Malik First Job podcast. It's on YouTube as well. And if you're interested in getting a copy of my book, uh, you'll find a, a, a link within the show notes below. Whereas you'll be able to get access to the book as well and purchase your own copy. All right, all right. We can't end it no better than that. To my listeners, thank you guys once again for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast, where my mission is to help people to deal, to heal, and to fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. So until next week, you guys be blessed. Hey, guys, I know you're enjoying the podcast. However, don't forget to join our text line at 866 326 0730. That's 866-326-0730 in order to receive text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right. See you in a minute. Thanks for listening to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. This episode has been brought to you by Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Let's go to dealtohealtees.myshopify.com. Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.